0: Go to
1: Florida, we go to Florida, we're going do Florida.
2: Welcome to the show. David, how are we, my friend? I'm very good. It's been a while, hasn't it? We've not chatted for a while. Far too many Disney holidays in the middle. That's what it's. Yeah, it
1: we've we've both been busy in different areas and different <laughs> things, haven't we? But yeah, you've been as usual away to Florida quite a bit. So you're gonna talk about one of your trips now, aren't you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll talk about the latest one, which was March this year it was a fairly short note or late notice one it was my partner's birthday and originally we were looking at Thailand or Vietnam and he's very much into pin trading and there was a two-day pin event in Orlando in in Disney at that time so I was like why don't we just go back to Orlando so that's what we did now you know as a as a travel planner and running my travel business I have the best deals and, and do everything to make it work so I got beavering away looking at pulling together an itinerary that allowed us to do both. So we actually combined a trip into Orlando with a cruise, with six days at Disney, staying on site. And, and it was a blast. It was a blast. It was really interesting doing some different things.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't think pin trading in Vietnam's a big thing, is it?
2: I don't think it is and if it did start it would be even more costly because the flights are expensive and it takes too long to get there so no I don't think it is.
1: Yeah so where'd you fly into?
2: So we flew into Miami we did Heathrow to Miami we did the usual thing of going up the night before so I'm based in Brighton on the south coast well home actually we're supposed to say (laughs) Uh, we went in up to Heathrow the night before we stayed in a fairly standard, I think it was an Ibis Styles, which was about £20 a night. Parking, the drop-and-go parking, which I always have, Virgin Fly, straight through. Uh, we were really lucky on the way out. A friend of ours works at the airport, so when we checked in, I knew that we were on row 34. And when the tickets came out, they were seven and eight. So I'm like, oh. That's interesting. And the Virgin Lady said, oh, if you just go left there, go th- on onto the red carpet, into the lift. You'll just go through private security and into the lounge. So we got upgraded to Upper, which was lovely. Amazing flight. Took advantage of the bed for 45 minutes, because why not? Yeah, too And we landed right. in Miami. Miami was really, well, really good. So it was a really small airport. You come off, you walk through a few gates. We've got global entry, which is one of these things that you can get to clear security quicker. Yeah. So whereas everybody else had a really, really big, and it was two-hour queuing to get through security, we were literally through in five minutes. So global entry costs about £100 a person, lasts for five years. If you travel a lot, it's definitely worth doing to get rid of the hassle. And if you work that out at £20 per person per year, to be able to turn right and avoid all those queues was worth every penny. Perhaps we would get together and, and discuss that because I think that's an option I wouldn't mind doing. Even going once Absolutely. a year. I'd pay 100 quid, do it once a year to be quite honest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The downside of that is you generally get through before your bags because you're through security so quickly and our bags took an hour to come through. The, the airport said it's quite common there staff, because it's a relatively small airport they don't rush so then we to get from the airport to the hotel and we stayed at a place called the kent hotel which is on collins avenue in miami one row back from ocean drive which is the art deco place beautiful hotel really lovely i didn't pre-book a transfer because i'd looked on uber and it was saying 28 dollars, which was a great price by the time our bags came through it was $75 so note to self book a proper transfer you'll know how much it's going to cost and the vehicle will be waiting for you so there was my first lesson from this trip we booked one and it it, it come as and when you need it but yeah that is you you're throwing the dice with um, Uber aren't you Absolutely. And you and, and I was then it started it built frustration in me because as like, I'm looking at the price going up as I'm waiting for the bags. And I if, if there's a way to avoid that frustration, so when we go again in May and we're doing exactly the same thing, there's gonna be a car booked for us. I'm I'm not gonna do that to, to the pressure. Because at the end of the day with, with what you've spent on the holiday, the difference between twenty five dollars and fifty dollars is not worth that hassle. No, definitely. So not. yeah, that's definitely one. Got to the hotel, checked in. Then we did something amazing because it was my partner's 50th. Gianni Versace's mansion is in Miami on the seafront. And it's been turned into a restaurant and a hotel. And we had dinner there. And it was the most beautiful restaurant I've ever been in. Really, really over the top. But really interestingly, not as expensive as I thought. It was certainly cheaper than California Grill and Citrico's and places like that at Disney. So, anybody going to Miami, I'd absolutely recommend it. Just Google Gianni's or Versace Mansion restaurant and you can use Open Table. I think it is the book of place in there. Amazing, amazing staff. You're literally sitting. We were sitting at the side of his swimming pool, and it was just a, a really opulent experience to do. Sounds fantastic. It was really good. After that, we were originally planning to go to some clubs and bars. But by the time we'd eaten dinner, it was half past ten, which, of course, is half past three UK time And we, in the morning. And we've been up since six, so we're like, well, <laughs> we're just going to go to bed. So we did. Slept really well. Next morning, up, had a walk around Miami, and Miami doesn't really wake up until about 11 o'clock. It was beautiful walking the main street, and then got a cab to Virgin's V Cruise Terminal and hopped off on Virgin Voyages' Scarlet Lady for a five-day cruise. That was really, really good fun. It's the first time we've done a Virgin cruise in the sunshine. Normally, we've done them around the UK. And the Americans have got that big orange thing in the sky that we're not used to. (laughs) It poked out for 10 minutes yesterday. I saw that, yeah. But this was out constantly. And again, adults only, no children. You can't go on the cruise unless you're over 18. It's also demographically a lot younger than normal cruises. So a normal cruise has got an age range of generally between 30 and 80, So averaging out at 60. Virgin Cruises have got an age range of about 20 to 55, so they average out at about 45. It's definitely fun ship to be on. With our our colonial cousins, it tends to be a lot noisier. British people tend to be, and here's a massive generalisation, generally quieter. I've discovered that if you add Americans plus alcohol plus cruise plus sun, equals very loud people <laughs> i love it because there were so many people to talk to i'm a people person and everybody just wanted to talk to everybody else great fun definitely something if you want to mix up your florida trip fly into miami you can change your flights with virgin or whoever i think I charge 25 quid fly into miami do a cruise cruise is generally about five days it's generally about a thousand pounds a head that includes all your food and that's five-star dining and they'll throw in a a bar tab so you get good prices for drinks as well so it's definitely something to do and it makes a change from just doing disney 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 which of course i love anyway but it was a really nice thing to break it up yeah
1: virgin sounds like a good a good fun time if you're into drinking and a sudden yeah it sounds like a really good time
2: well, it's it's interesting because it's it's so you don't have to drink. You can just have if you just want soda and coffee and tea. That's all included in your base price. You'll find there's two types of people. There are type there are people that are up at six o'clock in the morning to do sunrise yoga and all the classes because they've got a massive gym suite which includes an outside boxing ring, running track, and all of that. So you've got the 7 a.m. people and you've got the people that don't actually get up until 2 o'clock in the afternoon and they're going on until 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's a really interesting mix of people. Great fun. So once we did the cruise, then it was, OK, let's grab a car. And I pre-booked a car back to take us. Came to the ship. I left Simon on the ship with the bag. We'd already sent them down the night before, but I just went to go and get the car. Previously, I'd booked an Uber but it took me 30 minutes to get through security, so I had to cancel that. Then just got in a cab. I'd read some horror stories about the rental station after booking, but actually what I did was get there really early. So the horror stories tended to be, if you get there at 10 o'clock, there's the massive queue. So for me that says, don't get there at 10 o'clock, get there earlier. The second horror stories were the shuttle buses are really, really hit and miss. So second thing that said to me is don't get a shuttle bus. So I was literally coming off the ship at quarter past eight, hopping into a taxi, got to the rental station, first person there. I was done within 20 minutes. Read the reviews and learn the lessons is, I think, what I'd say there. And we had a, a VW Tiguan. It was great. Just perfect. Journey, drive, drive from Miami yeah. to Miami. Orlando. how did you find Miami, by the way? Just Just quickly, did you find it, feel like it was a safe place? So, yes and no. During the day, it's a completely different vibe between the day and the night. During the day, it's very much a seaside resort. We were there just at the beginning of spring break as well, which meant in the morning, everybody's still in bed. So, it's very much like the cruise ship. In the evenings, it was very, very busy. And I was very conscious that I needed to make sure I knew where my wallet was. And I knew where my phone was. But to be honest, it's no different to work walking around any busy resort, whether you're in Spain, whether you're in Turkey, whether you're in London, you just have to be conscious of where you are. It wasn't that bad that I was nervous, I was just conscious that I just had to keep an eye on things. I only ask because we
1: did similar thing. We flew into Miami, but this is back in the sort of mid 90s. I got one of those deals. Do you remember Tallytex?
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that page to turn over after you just missed it <laughs> well
1: i got a deal into miami i think it was two weeks 189 quid and it included yeah. a car <laughs> ridiculously yeah. cheap yeah and we went into a rental car place and i mean it looked like it was the street it was on was awful it looked terrible yeah. you know and obviously there was no uber no i can't even remember we got there, but it looked horrendous I picked up, I went to pick up my hire car, and the guy said to me, Style, I've got an upgrade for you. I said, Oh, yeah. He said, But if you take this car up to Orlando, I can give you an upgrade. Yeah. And then, because got, he's got to move the car to Orlando, basically. Yeah. And I moved yeah. the car to Orlando for him. Sure. So we did that and we drove. I found the drive up great. Yeah. The drive back not so great I because I changed cars because at the end I had the car for the holiday and then I'd go in and pick up a a little tiny there little compact and drive that back because you want to leave the car up that was the deal you know of course but Miami Uh, I didn't like the look of Miami uh, but that's going back some years and I've got a friend who lived in Miami and is now uh, he was saying that they cleaned up Miami an awful lot in, in the a, thing I always say when
2: people say I went there in in nine. So, when did you go 1990?
1: About 96, I think it was. We went like 96, 96, so just, just after we got
2: married. How many, work out how many years ago that yeah, was. I'll complete and it. Then, first of all, first of all, you get shocked that you go 90s was 30 years ago,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs>
2: 96, 06, 16. Yeah, I, know it is. It is. I, know, I could do um, math, I just can't, can't do my head, just can't get that that, that, that's, that long ago. The '80s were nearly 40 years ago. Oh, You're like, how? How did, how did that happen? <laughs> oh, don't, don't even do that. Don't even do that. No, oh, I know. So no, it, listen. It, it doesn't feel unsafe. Yeah, but you just, I just feel the need whenever I'm in busy places, and especially places that you don't know. Um, but in in reality, you know, the main strip of Miami where you've got South Beach. There's three main roads. You've got Ocean Drive, which is the main one. There's Collins behind it, and there's another one behind it. Those are the main strip of everything. Um, Something that I learned, which I didn't know before. So our hotel was 1311 Collins Avenue. And I didn't realise the number at the beginning of the hotel is the number of the street that it's on. Yeah. So where you've got Ocean Drive along the front, it has 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th Avenue cutting all the way down. Hotels between 13th Avenue and 14th Avenue yeah. start with the number 13.
0: How clever is that? They got it so sorted, haven't exactly they? exactly where it is.
1: When it comes so, no, Miami to... Miami was good. Town planning, the Americans really uh, really got it sorted, haven't they?
2: Yeah, and I think the final bit on security, there were lots of police about in New York. And there was a mix of eyes on sort of segways, they had city police, they had state police... I wonder whether it's because it was spring break. Didn't feel unsafe at all. That's conscious.
1: Great. No, that's good to hear. I just thought I'd I'd ask that question because uh, it would probably be on the mind of some listeners coming from the UK.
2: Definitely. So I think that two other things in Miami: check the menu prices of the restaurants because you know they're they're varying prices. Um, don't be surprised if you get a service charge put on top of a street side pickup. And by that I mean we we saw a place and it was orange juice, coffee and a croissant for ten dollars. Which you think, okay, that's that's reasonable. And there was an eighteen percent service charge put on top. And I'm like, But you literally have just served me at the roadside. I mean it was it was a building. Watch out for things like that because it's that whole tipping culture. The taxi driver expected a tip. Everybody expects a tip out there, and it's something that's alien to us. But it's the way they do things out there.
1: Uh, so it is a different culture shot that the tipping. That's what a lot of dining because my wife gets really quite irritated by it. I I think it's their, That's what they do. That's what they do. And you've just got to work it into your costing.
0: Well, I, I don't mind
2: it if it's a if it's a low cost dining place, so if we're talking like um Olive Garden or bonderosa or what's what's the corral one uh golden corral. corral golden corral my dirty treats when I go i don't mind that because i'm paying eighteen percent to a staff member that gets three dollars an hour, and that's the difference between here in the u k we have a, a living wage. And therefore, most people will be getting eight, ten, twelve pounds 10 £12 an hour. In the States, if you're working in a restaurant, they can pay you $3 an hour and therefore your livelihood is ticked. And we were out with some American friends and they said for bad service, they give 10%. OK service, they give 15 And for good, they give 20 So they even pay for bad service because it's that server's wages. I'm not sure I'm that far into it. I just think at the end of the day, it would be nice to feel they were getting paid a wage. And not relying yeah. on
1: on you, on your generosity or you or in that particular circumstances, on you you actually uh, knowing what to tip them, you know exactly it,
2: It's exactly it's a, it's, it's, a a re- it's a really tough thing, it's a tough thing. So you're, you're right about the drive. The drive up to Orlando was about three and a half hours, mostly because on the roads, obviously, you can only really do 55 to 60 miles an hour. So you can't put on the Speed walls that you used to be able to put in here. Very much a matter of get a decent car, get cruise control, put the radio on, keep chatting to people in the car. I tend to do rest stops after about two hours when I'm driving, and the rest stops are surprisingly nice. It's a little bit like the difference between, uh, again, a 1980s UK motorway services and now. Very clean, very smart reasonable prices decent food absolutely worth a stop just to break that journey up and we also use toll roads so there's a toll road to take you all the way there i think i've talked before about if you fly into orlando you can get a thing called visitors toll pass so this is a thing that you hang in your window you order it beforehand from visitors doesn't cost you anything to order it and then they charge the tolls to your car they don't have that in miami so if you fly into Miami, my suggestion is go to a CVS or a Walgreens chemist and you buy a little thing which goes onto your window of your car and that is for a sum pass, $15. You can take it off and reuse it if you get the bigger one and you then just load money onto it and that way you don't get caught with tolls because the majority of the tolls now are cash-free Yeah, and if you don't pay them, Either your rental car will do it, and they'll charge you up to fifteen dollars a day for the ability to use the toll roads, or you have to pay by number plate, which again is a really big premium. so I think our journey up to Orlando was about twenty five dollars using the tolls that we use. If we'd done, and I looked it out afterwards, if we'd used the Avis system, that would have cost us nearly fifty and if we'd had done pay by plate, we'd be looking at nearly sixty dollars so you just get one of these things. You just It's got suckers on it. You put it in the window. Make sure your phone works in the States because you have to go onto a website and register it. But it just makes things easier. Yeah, that's always the issue, getting your phone to work. That's why I always do a backup. Buy a SIM, totally. a US SIM. Totally. And I've,
1: I mean, you're three, same as me, aren't you? We've got the, still yeah. got the
2: US roaming. Exactly. But only on three pay-as-you-go, which is very strange. Rolling month contract, and I've still got it. Yeah, so pay, yeah, this pay as you go. Yeah. And it was one of the things that three did that I still never understood. I've been a monthly, you know, a normal customer with them for nearly eight years. And they said, oh, no, we're only giving roaming and the American you know, stuff to people that go on to pay as you go. I'm like, why, why would you do that? Why would you tell me to go on pay monthly? So I did. And it was a bit of faff change in numbers, but yeah, all good
1: i i'm sorted i i use two phones one for work and one not so one's three and one's ee so yeah, yeah i've got a pretty really good, good coverage but ee's not 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 very good abroad so i, I i'll swap the sim out on that and, and put a us one in which you can buy off amazon which is always yeah i think it's a good
2: idea and and when you're in the parks or disney resorts anyway you're on their wi-fi which is which is pretty good so up to my up to orlando Stepped into Coronado Springs. Now, this was our first time at Coronado Springs. We've never stayed there before. I've been there for a conference and found it very conferency <laughs> when I stayed there before. Um, and it is, it's got the second largest or the largest conference suite within Disney. And these things are Massive, enormous. The yeah. conference halls, be two or three football fields. They've got the Grandestino Tower added on recently, and that's yeah. really changed the resort. And you check into there, and, and it's it's a wow moment. And I think that's one of the things it struggles with, its identity, because you've got the main Coronado, which is moderate level. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Disney used to have value, moderate, deluxe, deluxe villas as the sort of four levels. Value being all-stars, moderate being Coronado, Caribbean Beach, French quarter so uh sport and riverside port orleans and then you go up to deluxe like where you're staying kev may lake tower animal kingdom and things like that it's a beautiful beautiful resort the room was amazing it was a standard disney moderate. so you go into it from the outside yeah we had a corner room The beds were huge. We had a beautiful view sitting over a lake. The staff were amazing. We were moving our bags from our car and there was a couple of the custodian people. And again, custodian people, that's what Disney call cleaners, either custodial or housekeeping. And they both said, yeah, can we help you with your bags? We were like, no, no, we're fine. No, seriously, it looks like you're struggling. Can we help you? And that's when you know you're back in the magic because you've got people that want to help. We love staying there. We love staying there. It's yeah. definitely one which was never on our list before. Did you
1: go to the bar at the top of the Grand Destino?
2: Yes, so we had dinner up there. So they've got the bar at the bottom of the Grand Destino, which is just crazy beautiful and totally Instagrammable. And then I think it's... I always get it confused. I think it's Topolino's. There's yeah. two restaurants beginning with tea. Yeah. And it could be Topolino's, which is at the top. There's a bar up there. And absolutely, yes, definitely... You know, people get yourself a reservation or go to the bar. Have you done it, kev?
1: We were up there for drinks one one evening. uh we went to three bridges, then we went up to the grand Castino tower oh yeah, fantastic. What a night that was
0: <laughs> it's, it's It's such
2: an amazing hotel, and I think it's I know that it's underrated because I didn't rate it. yeah, and now it's on our list of places to stay. The other thing I didn't realise until we, we met up with some friends there is Disney cast members get friends and family rates on hotel reservations, which are better than the rates than we can get as either DBC or annual pass holder. So if you're listening and you've got cast member friends and you want to book a hotel room, them up, promise them some galaxy chocolates or something, and they're allowed to offer friends and family because it's friends and family. It's not just using cast member rates wrongly. But we, we we loved it there. Such a hotel. The food was really good. We ate in the main restaurant. A little bit of a problem with service there. Our table was late. And then we were sitting 45 minutes waiting for food. The manager, and we'd had a couple of glasses of wine by them. The manager came over, said, I'm really sorry. It's really delayed. We had a couple of big groups come in and we haven't been able to keep up with it. But you should have had something. I'm just comping the whole thing lovely yeah i mean so just paid for everything i've got
1: no problem with with service like that if they turn around and notice it and do something that's customer recovery at its best that is
2: definitely and and when when they do that you're there's there's nothing to complain about yeah it's it's unfortunate something happened in the kitchen somebody didn't manage it right we fixed it for you so really really love that and then obviously into the park we did we were only there for six days No. We'd everything in in six days, which is in, in two of those days, Simon was pin trading off of Earl Bronson, So I would drive him to this hotel and he'd do two days of pin trading. And literally, I'd drop him off at 10 o'clock. I'd be there at six o'clock going, can we go? He's like, I've just got to see one more person. I've just got to see one more person.
0: He, yeah, love he's the addicted. Guardians ride.
2: <laughs> yeah. Love the Guardians ride in Epcot. I managed to get a, a virtual queue for that didn't really do other things we met up with some friends that we go out with one of them's got the DAS the, the disability access service uh, and we were going to go to where were we going to go we we're going to go to Hollywood Studios but the day that we were going to do that all the rides were down all the big rides Mickey and Minnie down Slinky Dog Dash down both of the Star Wars rides down so he said we can go, but we can't go on anything. Yeah, so we actually went and visited friends elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that's but, really bad. I I didn't hear about. It. I was surprised I didn't get the um
1: the nod that that had happened.
2: Yeah, I just think it was timing, isn't it? Yeah, I've never. I've not heard of Slinky Dog going down. You know, Rise of the Resistance goes down all the time because it's such a complicated, too roadway. many moving parts. And it's three rides in one, isn't yeah. it?
1: This is so, what I say
2: to people, and they look at me like I'm some sort of fool,
1: which I am, yeah. but,
2: you know. And, and ride it. The one thing I was really grumpy about is we were there for the Tron annual pass holder previews. You didn't get it. And in. I tried for the life of me to get on them. I even walked home from Brighton Station to Hove, which was an hour, mile and a half walk in the rain, to keep my connection, to actually get the ticket. And it was counting down. You've got 60 minutes, 50 minutes, 40 minutes. It got to zero and it just spun. And then I couldn't book it. And when we got there, there were people queuing. So I spoke to a cast member a couple of days later and he said, Oh, it's finished now. But you should have just gone and asked one of the cast members to explain the story. They'd have let you on. Yeah,
1: I've got like, a what? couple of friends that have been on it in the, in the DVC. Because you should
2: have been getting a shot with the DVC preview. Well you the wrong didn't type, So uh. they have twenty three, which we've got. DVC, which we've got on AP. Unfortunately, the DVC previews were while we were on the cruise, and the D23 previews were after we'd left. It's not the end of the world. We're there in 45 days. I'll be on it at least twice. Yeah. Because I'll be there at 7 o'clock in the morning, ready to hit the button to get on it.
1: That, again, is another reason why I take two phones. Because we can have three... With Deborah's phone, we can have three phones going to try and get it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So... I quite like it though when Simon's pin trading because I get days on my own to go into the park and I went into Epcot, I've got pictures of me with Minnie Mouse. He doesn't like having pictures with characters, I love it. So I've got pictures with Minnie and the cast members are great, they'll pose however you want to. With Minnie Mouse I just walked up and kissed her hand and that just got the whole, and I've got some great pictures with her. So I really enjoy being solo in the park, just walking around and doing the things that I want to do. Uh, it, it's great fun, and it's nice to be with the group, which we did as well. So there's one other thing that we did, which we've never done before. Listen, you've got a whole load of backstage tours, and I know you've had some of the special things that they do, where yeah. you had the guide for the day, the, the pad VIP for the tour, day. Yeah. You also you've, have you done the firework? Yeah, we've done cruises the firework well? cruises. Yeah, yeah, we've done that. We did stage. Well, it's not called backstage magic, but we did a backstage tour last year. Let's you and I have a chat about that another time because that's yeah. a whole other thing. And we have to work out how we deal with that because we were both front stage and backstage and I got some backstage secrets that we'll need to decide how we share them or whether we put a spoiler warning on the Yeah, I, the think, I think we can, we can put a warn- a spoiler warning in the yeah. title. but this one we did, it's, it was called Jungle Trek. So especially for Simon's birthday... Didn't know about it until the day of his birthday. He opened his birthday box and there was a camera, phone, mobile phone case with a cord. He's like, well, what's this? And I'll just open the next bit. And it was the trek So what you do is you go into Animal Kingdom, you go up the back to where the safaris are and there's a little place there. First thing they do is take off anything that you've got that's drappable. They put cords on your glasses. You put your phone into this case, then they put you in this full body harness. Yeah. Which has got, uh, lip, it's like a bungee harness. Then they weigh you, worried about that bit a little bit. But I was okay. They don't tell, they don't see your number, but they just say, yes, you're fine. You can't be more than 300 pounds to go on this. And, and I, luckily I'm not 300 pounds. Yeah. The fact that they've got of... to do that is a, is a bit worrying. Yeah. So Simon's not great with height. And I'd forgotten that this thing has some bridges on it. So we've gone through, we get our guide. The reason they hook you up, and and it's Disney, so they test everything every single time. But they hook you on. We we looked at the hippos, and we're over the top of about a 20-foot ledge where the hippos are. But you can lean right over because you've got this harness and this thing in the back of the harness that stops you falling. Yeah. So they did that. We looked at the hippos. We looked at the crocodiles. And we're just walking through. So there's lots of walking in the first bit. And then they said, all right, so now we're going to walk across the hippos and we'll cross the crocodiles. Sorry, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they take you to a rope bridge. And you look at this tower and you actually only go up two stories. So it's not that bad. However, it's already four stories up because the crocodiles and the hippopotamuses are below. But you walk across this tower and actually one of the towers, the normal safari vehicles are going under you. Simon said he had three people shouting at him jump when he was on this rope
0: bridge
2: but other people were taking pictures of us because you look like a cast member you're in you're in proper gear with the harness amazing experience really really good you get right up close to the animals there's a photographer with you two photographers with you all the time so lots and lots of photos once you've done that then you're then getting a private safari tour so there were twelve people in our group, I think. You have your own little truck that takes you around. Then you get taken to a Boma, which when you've done the safari, you might have noticed it when you get into the Serengeti on the far right there's a cabin and quite often you'll see a truck and people there. That's where you have lunch and it's all served in a in a tiffin, which is those multi layered metal trays and some drink, and they called it hog, pog think. juice.
0: Papaya, orange and guava, guava pomegranate.
2: Yeah, some of that, yeah. So you have that and then you go and do another tour with a private guide it was three hours it's about 200 dollars with dvc discount but it's a backstage experience and i i'm trying to see what other backstage things we can do thoroughly recommend it if you love animals and you love animal kingdom the rope bridges they take out flats on the rope bridges So some of them you have to really stretch to go from one to the other. But this is Disney. There's a massive net along it. So even if you did slip, you're not going anywhere. The alligators are down there looking up, going, they're teasing me again. There's people up there. I see food, but I know they're not going to come through so definitely worth doing and then a few more days in the park it was good fun definitely recommend it what's your
0: favorite park
2: kev uh i think i obviously i think it's magic kingdom but animal
1: kingdom's really my, my son, one of my son's real favorite parks. so eh? yeah i there's another one that if you're into animals caring for giants which okay takes you backstage with the elephants and stuff like that and that's supposed to be really good and the one thing I remember from interviewing somebody about it is that there's a yellow line around the, the enclosure out the back, the, the sheds that they, they keep the elephants in. And that yellow line is how far they can reach with a trunk. So if you go the other side of that yellow line, they grab you, pull you against the yeah. bars, you know, and they could crush yeah. so that you. So like, yeah, you know, and there's some cheeky ones that try and go in pockets and stuff like that. So yeah, they, yeah. I think the are with giants. is. Cheaper than that is, and quite a good one. There's also uh one with hippos, and I can't remember the name of that.
2: And that's quite a okay. good, quite a good one. It's definitely something worth doing to mix things up a little bit. I mean, we've now done, we've done four backstage tours between us. We've done um, Marceline to the Mouse, which is one of the Magic Kingdom ones, a relatively short two-hour. We've done the full-on uh, backstage magic. I've dived in the. It's called Disney Dive Quest, and I've actually yeah. dived in Epcot. So I'm I'm a scuba diver. I'm paddy trained scuba diver. Yeah. So I was actually able to go and dive in the Living Seas, which again is a crazy experience. And you get brief as if you're a cast member first. You know, no making signs to people. You must smile. You must wave. You must interact because people think you're cast members because you're in the in the water. It's definitely worth if if you can to just make things a little bit extra special. Although, frankly, if you've got any money left over, because these days it's a bit tough. Although the dollar's back to one twenty two again. We're Is talking it? now, the end of March, aren't we? Yeah, I got a bit of stick for that. I would somebody pose a question this comes
1: up in the DVC, so I'm not quite sure where we're going to put this out, but it comes across the, in the DVC Facebook groups. How do I pay my dues? You know, the usual question, yeah. and I always answer it. Well, I use a Revolut card right, or yeah. revenue account, you know, I save yeah. X amount a month or whatever. They're saying, you know, that you I want to pay it monthly. But trouble is, you, even if
2: you could pay it monthly, you're exchanging dollars monthly. You don't want to be doing that, do you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, when we went in October, the pound to dollar was about one not 109. Yeah, so by the time you take tax off, what, 7% is parity. Yeah. So it was pound for dollar, and that's painful. Yeah, I mean, see, somebody
1: asked me what my dues were in per- in in sterling and i said well i can't really tell you because the the, the dollars i used i got at 139 oh my word back in 2020 2020 2021 it was up around the 139 with well no i did i just yeah. bought a load of them ready for the yeah. whole day beginning the last year and then we yeah. didn't spend all that so i had enough there to wow. pay dues this year I know a, a little bit left do, over, and and we bought. I mean, we did buy a few dollars, five hundred dollars worth, or whatever it was the minimum I could get yeah. from, from Tui, you know. And just yeah. just as I got a little bit of folding money to go yeah. with last year, and we still got some of that there. So we, yeah. I don't know, we might risk it and not and not get any dollars this time, and I'll just change some more on Revolut. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, but, we, um, we
2: we tend to tend to do that. I mean, we're quite lucky because. I've opened a US bank account, Yeah, which which you can do with some banks. We actually pay our annual pass and our DBC dues monthly. What I have to do there is I shuffle the money from my normal bank into Revolut, and then from Revolut into my American bank to make sure there's enough money into it. It does make it easier because you don't have that one big payment, um, but it's a little bit of a faff. But yeah, the exchange rate is an interesting one. But I, th- I think the point is it's, but it is what it is. And there's no point griping about it. No. When I first went to Disney in 1990, two the dollars. dollar to the pound was $2. Yeah, and I, I was offered two. 200 points at uh, Boardwalk. Don't,
1: don't, don't, you, don't, don't, don't do you Don't
2: do it. For about 12,000 pounds. So, which was, in fact, no, don't think of that. I think it was $16,000. So that would be 800 pounds for 200 points at Boardwalk. But we can't go back in time. So it is what it is. Yeah. So
1: don't stress about it. Yeah, you know the, you know the best time to buy DVC. Now, the very best time yeah. to buy DVC was in '92, but the very next yep. best time is now. And I've said that on, exactly. on here several times. At the end of the day, there's seasonal changes, but it ain't going through the floor. Oh. So y- you and, and this is where this is where you do a plug for B, don't you? Oh, B Thaxton?
2: No, 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 yeah. no.
1: We're not speaking Thur- now. Thur- she th- won't eat any Thur- more, th- 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 mate. Th- Paranel Marmite
2: crisps, yeah. (laughs) Bless her. I mean, we've we've talked about that, isn't it, DVC? And there's there's this ongoing discussion about direct and indirect. I think, is it now 150 points minimum purchase for direct to get what was the blue card?
1: 150 points minimum, and I think you're looking at North for $200 a point. Before any discount they give you. But the discounts only really, really kick in if you're buying... 200 or 300 points plus i mean if you're buying yeah. 400
2: points i think you get a you know and it, the more you buy obviously the better the deal is but yeah it's 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 definitely i mean we we might buy it again i'm quite interested in the new poly tower i do think it's going to spoil the look of bay lake completely because it looks like a it doesn't look like a poly it's effectively reflections that they were going to build by animal kingdom they just moved it onto is it is it bay lake the main lake i think so yeah yeah Bay or lake no, it's seven seas lagoon seven seas yeah bay lake is the other side where the contemporary right but, yeah so but, seven seas lagoon at we'll, the end we'll see the... they'll do some deals but we'll we'll wait and see what happens but if you can afford it buy it if you can't afford it run. if you can afford it do it i don't know what you did when you bought your first ones we bought. We bought using a DBC loan, so yeah. it was really, really easy to do. And then we just added that onto our mortgage when we got home, and it was time to redo the mortgage. So effectively, we've gone from a high rate to a relatively low rate, and it's nearly all paid off. But then we've got people in our community like the lovely Kira, haven't we? Who at twenty-one has fully paid off her DBC. Yeah, and we love her and hate her at the same time, <laughs>
1: in equal measures.
2: <laughs> in equal measures. Cool yeah, I think saying so that, I I was really lucky. I there's no secret,
1: I inherited some money when my when my mother passed away. I inherited quite a lump of money and so I just bought yeah. it cash. Which is lovely. Yeah. And I realised and I keep on saying this, I realised I'm in a very privileged position. I can work part time, I've got yeah. passive incomes, I've got two passive incomes, I've got a rental house and I'm now drawing a pension. Yeah. So I'm very, very lucky, you know, but then I'm not flash, you know. I,
2: I, I, you just know what? What I, I wouldn't spend. use the word lucky, I've used the word fortunate because a lot of people in the position we're in, it's actually nothing to do with luck. It's it's things that we've done or things that other people have done to help us get to where we are. Luck plays no part in it whatsoever. Uh, I, 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 my DVC purchase, best thing we've ever done, allows us to have the most amazing holidays a really, really good price and, and I think that's the best bit. So I've got two final health warnings for people, uh, which was at the back end of the trip. Uh, Where we've talked before, sometimes I've said to people, you should consider indirect flights. Uh, My new approach is never do an indirect flight because we had a bad experience. We got a note to say that we were flying home via JFK. So we got a note the day before saying your JFK flight's been delayed by an hour. So your layover is now two and a half hours. Okay, that's fine. Then we got a note saying our outbound flight's delayed by an hour. Now it's delayed by an hour and a half. Now it's delayed by an hour and forty minutes. We've now got twenty minutes between flights. I've never walked so fast through an airport. We got to the gate to find they'd actually cancelled our flight oh. and we were moved on to another flight. Which meant and here, here's yeah, we were bumped down. We always fly home premium economy. I'm six foot two, I need leg room. So we fly out economy, we fly home premium. We've been bumped down to economy. Not the end of the world, but by now it's two o'clock in the morning. We're a little bit grumpy. Clearly because of the 20 minutes between flights, our bags didn't get on the new plane. So we landed in the UK with no bags apart from hand luggage. We did get um, a free premium economy flight to anywhere in the world for three years as a compensation, which is nice because I'm... I've got a big birthday in two years' time, so we're going to do a three-parks trip, a three-Asia-parks trip. Nice. So we're going to do Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo. So there was a bit of fattle, and we didn't get our luggage back for three days. Not the end of the world, because it was just dirty stuff in there, dirty clothes and lots and lots of pins. Simon was very worried about the many, many pounds of pins. But look at it from my point of view. If that
1: happened to me, how am I
2: getting my luggage
1: from... Heathrow. I'm driving back up to Heathrow to pick
2: it up. Well, no, I've they got to get. Fa-
1: I was going. To, well, I was going to say, I've got to get a ferry. Remember?
2: Yeah, no, they they delivered it. They just they arranged a courier and they okay. delivered it to us um, the next day. So my suit, one of my suitcases had a puncture hole in it. I don't normally take pictures of my suitcases before I go. I now recommend people before Do you that, travel yeah. take a picture of your suitcases. The second thing, while I was away. And I've got a car that's all connected to everything. And I got an alert from my car saying the alarm has been triggered. And I'm like, that's a bit weird. Why has the alarm been triggered? When I went to pick it up, there's a dent at the front in the spoiler. So it's clearly been not. That's fine. I'll just look at the photos. Cannot find the photos anywhere. So at the moment, I'm in dispute with the car parking people to say, you showed me a form that said there was no damage on the front. You need to show me when you received the vehicle, that there was no damage there. And they're like, no, you need to show us that there was no damage. I'm like, no, you take photos. You know it. So I'm waiting for Jaguar now to tell me what triggered the alarm because I'm pretty sure it was um, being hit and therefore there's my evidence. So take pictures of your car before you put it into car parking and do it on two phones because then you've got double backup as well. So it's it's all learning experience in in these kind of things. Interestingly enough, Argus, that I a part of the company I work for, they
1: did a deal on uh, air tags. So yep. I bought eight air tags, and I think they were yep. hundred and nine quid. Plus, I had fifteen percent discount off that. So I bought eight air tags. I've got one on one on my keys, one in each of the cars, and I've got yep. some spare ones which will go in the suitcases so we can yeah. track them a, li- a little bit i know they're not perfect but it's something okay so i do that yeah. i've also you're saying about your vehicle and stuff like that i'm having some i'm having some issues with my car on the electric so i spoke to the the, the guys at the garage i know this is off topic but it's a, yeah i'm having okay. a uh the, the rear view mirror needs replacing but it's 150 pound for a mirror for my particular yeah. car right listen nothing not a in an expensive car it's just a mirror but for 250 i can have front and rear facing cameras installed and they will record passively if the vehicle gets touched or moved yeah come on so you've got like it for instance in your case with jaguar where it got hit. yeah i i would see that on on the camera so i think for that sort of money it's worth doing
2: I I definitely think so. I've got that on mine. but one of the things that I've noticed is they tend to disconnect the cameras. Now, I think they disconnect that because of battery, because normally your car wouldn't be used, unused for three weeks. I wonder whether it's also so that the evidence goes. So I'm having conversations with them, and the, the form that they filled in where they marked the damage and say there was no damage marked on the front, but the guy wouldn't let me take a picture of it at the airport. So it's all a little bit griefy. I won't name them until I get a successful resolution. Uh, But if I don't get a successful resolution, I will name Name them. Name and shame. I'm part of of an agency with 12,000 travel agents in the UK and Ireland. Um, It's not going to be good for them. That's my advice. Take Photos of everything, take them on two devices. I don't know where the cameras or video that I took of my car at the airport went, but they're not anywhere. I've looked everywhere. And I'm normally good at stuff like that. So just protect yourself from hassle for that extra two minute, either a video or pictures of your car. Same with your suitcases. Air tags is a great idea. I think I might do that as well, just for the suitcases.
1: Have a look at Argus.
2: I think they're £109 for four. I mean, it's not big money, is it? with all these things, you normally don't think about it until you get a problem. And then when you've got a problem, it's too late. That would be my advice. Take photos. Because I always take a picture of a hire car when I get it. Yeah, But I obviously just didn't take a picture of my own. So yeah, lots and lots of things to do. Look, look Look after yourselves. Plan well. But you can have an amazing holiday if you just mix it up a little bit and do some backstage things. Disney can always feel like a rush you're rushing from one thing to another and I always say to my clients you know, just do an on day and an off day, give yourself time to just enjoy where you are we were at Epcot for Flower and garden and we just walked around for six hours one day looking at everything and you don't do that when you're rushing from ride to ride Disney is not just rides I think my, my recommendation to people is just remember the Cadbury's Caramel advert you know, with the bunny the, the caramel you're you're not saying it actually Kev. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just just slow down, yeah just slow down and enjoy
1: it i like the, I like the part that you say you get some time in the parks on your own when your partner's off pin trading now Deborah's works real early mornings usually she by four o'clock in three four o'clock in the afternoon she's had enough so we go back yep. to the resort dinner yep. at the resort we'll have dinner somewhere she'll go back to the room and then i'm still up and sparky so play bus roulette basically i go to the bus stop and whatever park bus turns up i get on i've done that several times so if an epcot bus turns up i'll go to epcot if a hollywood so
2: should... isn't it great to be able to do that yeah fantastic you know, people and, complain and I like, about it. I like the idea you're calling it bus roulette. I, I, I've not done that. I tend to drive everywhere because I like to be in control. But I do like the fact that the buses are there if I ever want a non-driving day. One of the benefits of DVC is that we can generally get to park anywhere except for Riviera. The guards on Riviera are just... you just won't get in there's nothing you can say to get into riviera unless you've got a dining reservation but everywhere else our home resort is the poly we always get to park in the poly uh, because we just say this is our dbc home resort i I do like the buses i love the skyliner you done the skyliner kev oh yeah
1: several times yeah yeah we like great alternative now i don't understand this you were saying does your partner mind the skyliner because
2: you're saying about heights. So he, he's sort of okay with it. And the first time we went, wasn't okay with it. I I tried to film and got told not to film because he looked so scared. But now we've been on it. And it's, it's, it's a little bit like a plane. It's not so much. The taking off bit, because you go really slowly and then you whoosh up. Yeah. And then once you're up, we did that in October. And we actually left Epcot at nine o'clock. So we saw the fireworks from the Skyliner and that's really worth yeah, doing. Yeah, I've done but that. Yeah, the height thing is it's not great for everybody. I'm presuming it's Deborah that's not a hype person. No, then.
1: no, Deborah's fine. I, it was the reason why I was asking was because you're talking about walking across yeah. rope bridges and stuff like that. Now, this is really bizarre and it's a little bit off topic. Here. I'm fine with anything like that. I'm fine with all roller coasters. I mean, i do i do everything, right? And I will, it doesn't yeah. bother me. At the moment, I'm in training to do the coastal challenge on the island i'm going to do the coastal path which walks all the way around the island last week i walked the western of the white which is all along the cliff tops now you're you've got about two meters from an electric yeah. fence to the yeah. edge of a cliff right? and you can't yeah. walk the other side electric fence you can't get over it right? no. so i am literally touching that electric fence every three or four steps because it freaks me out it it really freaks me out. I mean, it's bizarre.
2: It really freaks. Because yeah. you're so close to the edge.
1: Yeah, but I'm not yes. frightened of I can't look. I can't look across it. I can't go anywhere near it. I'm walking, and all the time I'm trying to get further and further over. And they've got about six feet, two meters, I suppose. So it's not massive, but it's not. You're not falling yeah. off, and it wasn't blowing a no. gale. It's weird how though sometimes those things get to you. Yeah, I do that walking across a rope bridge, no problem.
2: Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? It, it it is it's your body kicking in protection isn't it and, yeah. and just trying to keep you safe and I guess the thing about Skyline and pretty much anything in Disney, the one thing you're never going to be is unsafe yeah. they just won't let it happen and, and I, I, the Skyline I, I just love it I had some clients talk to me last week and they said oh we're thinking of staying Port Orleans French Quarter I'm like well why do you want to do that well it's a small resort and we can get around everywhere and they had uh eight and 11-year-old kids, I'm like, well, I'd go for Caribbean Beach, frankly. And say, so, well, why would you do that? It's on the Skyliner. It's it's not Pop Century where it's really, really big, but Caribbean Beach, you can go left to Epcot or right to Hollywood Studios. It's yeah, by it's far a, it's a one of the better loc- ones to do. Great location. I think I've seen I think I've seen some rumours they're looking at extending it, Just what I was going to say,
1: let's pop it into all, uh, a few more resorts. I mean, if we could do it from Animal Kingdom, that yeah. would be brilliant. Animal Kingdom is King- so
2: out on its yeah. own; it really needs to be built in. But they could, they could just—if you add Animal Kingdom in, it just makes things so much better. Even if you just did a
1: route from Animal Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge, I don't know the, geographically they're, they're not that far
2: apart. I don't think. But even
0: if you no, just did not. A route when you land. when
2: you come out of Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's a first turning on the left, which is the buses. That literally takes them straight through into the car parks. We have to obviously do that really long drive round through into the uh the check-in, you know, the, yeah. the parking gates, and then into the car park. It's Animal Kingdom Lodge bus to Animal Kingdom Park. It's about six minutes. For us, it's about 15 or 20.
1: Yeah, but as a crow flies, like the skyline, really I go really close yeah Yeah. because they can close off the area when they're building it to and that's why they built it because those posts that they hold it up need so little construction in comparison to a monorail or even a road because you're only putting in them every i don't know far so many meters like it's quite a long way.
2: Yeah. I wonder whether the problem with putting it into Animal Kingdom is the fact that it's so high it'll be visible and it'll affect the animals and change the views of the park.
1: Quite possibly. Quite prob- possibly probably like that. that.
2: But hopefully they'll do something. Hopefully they will. Yeah.
1: Because they're on about bringing that train into to Disney Springs at one stage, weren't they? And they've
2: scrapped that idea. That's been scrapped, the Bright Line, but that's still gonna going to be going into Universal. Universal. I, I don't know whether Disney said no or what, but they've missed a trick. Universal are really, really climbing up now with the hotels, with the prices of the hotels. Their tickets are cheaper. There's no park pass reservations. There's none of that nonsense. And obviously with the third park, is that due to open next year? 24, yeah. 24, yeah, next year.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I know.
2: How can it be next year? I know, I know.
1: So... He- you're saying that, Please I mean, me. just look at the price I I'm paying for my my package this year. Eighteen hundred quid with five nights at endless summer. Yeah. And if I'd have put them five nights even in All Stars, I was looking north of three grand.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's something yeah, you know, we we've, we've got Bob Iger in charge now. He's already turned off the car parking fee, thank goodness in Disney resorts for you, for everybody. That was a real, a real pain point for a lot of people. Let's see what else he does. I'm looking forward to some po- more positive changes. One of the things I really want him to do is put Genie Plus back to in advance. So if you're staying on a Disney resort, you get it seven days in advance, and for everybody else, you get it three days in advance, for instance. Uh, not this ridiculous 7 a.m. scramble every day of your holiday is horrible that's a whole other podcast, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we could do some on
1: Genie Plus. <laughs> I
2: don't
1: know. I don't under, understand why we had that system Fast Pass Plus that worked so well, and Genie Plus just seems to be
2: speaking to a cast member. Is because sixty percent of Fast Pass reservations were never used, so they changed it because because you could book it. 30 or 60 days in advance or 15 or 30 60 of them weren't used my answer to that is okay book it three or seven days in advance it's like dining used to be if you don't use it and you don't cancel it the day before you pay a fine just yeah. turn it around this new system is awful i don't get it i don't understand it i've not used it i'm very reluctant to pay more on top but it's making them a lot of money and after all they've got lots of money to they've got to get money back after the closures
1: yeah, I I think I don't know. I think another thing we we could talk about one day is Disney is Disney Plus as well. Because that's yeah. gone from being the golden goose to uh being the golden duck, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it has it, but again
2: it's really weird if the the way you look at it, it's it's still a massively successful platform. It's just their content, they're dreaming again. Please take me back to five channels. Where I don't have to look at 200 channels and find something I don't want to watch, or go on 17 apps in order to find a program and remember where I saw something, each of them charging me ten pounds a month. Oh, don't, then I'm just an old fogey.
1: Don't I'm I'm in I, I find Disney Plus difficult to navigate. I Don't mind the price. I, I find Disney Plus difficult to navigate as a, as a TV station, if you want to call it yeah. that. I hate the fact that sky come and rob me of 84 pound a, a month for my sky subscription but i yep. I relu- reluctant to give it up because we like the sky box and it it works so well yeah and every a time i yeah every time i i ring them up they they offered me a deal that's worse than the deal they offered me before <laughs> but there you go it's the way of the world mate. It's yeah but like i, I say it, that disney plus i think is something well, i'll try and cover i had a chat with adam about it uh, uh week or two ago. I think we might even do a programme on that because there's so much there that that really what you need is I hear people go, Oh, on Disney Plus is this and I think, Oh yeah, yeah And you get and think, was it on Disney Plus or was it Netflix? Well that's why you it get Paramount? things like
2: Apple TV because oh. it, it brings it all together and therefore you're just searching it as searches across all of your channels, but each channel is ten pounds a month. So you've got Netflix, you've got Disney Plus, you've got Amazon, you've got Hulu, you've got Paramount. You're looking at eighty pounds a month for all these channels.
0: Mm.
2: Too much. Too yep. complicated definitely, for me. Definitely. Just me. Just give me just give me three channels and turn everything off at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Right,
1: thanks very much, David. That was great. Um, a strange conversation. We wandered around everywhere into into all sorts of cul de sacs, but then that's what we do best.
2: Absolutely, that's what it's all about, and it, and it's been really fun talking about. It. As I say, my my advice to people: check to yourselves, take photos of your car, of your suitcases, allow yourself time to enjoy Disney. Don't rush from one place to another all the time. Explore. I love bus roulette. I may well do that when I'm there because, again, Simon's got two pin conferences when we're there in, oct- in May. So I think I might do bus roulette. I love the sound of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that and share that <laughs> across my channels now. Bus roulette. I, I should have win. copyrighted it, shouldn't I? <laughs> Too late. I'm going to call it Kev's bus roulette.
1: <laughs> yeah, that? That's, that, that, that I do. That I do. That I do. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you could leave us a review on your podcast in Apple choice, that would be muchly appreciated. Like and subscribe and share it with your friends. And why not, while you're there, subscribe to Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Go and give us a listen on our sister podcast. All contact details are in the show notes, so we will speak to you on the next show. The audio for this show has been recorded, edited and produced by Arla White Audio Productions.
0: Hey all, David here. I'm one of the co-hosts of That Florida Podcast with an exciting update for you. I created Disney for Brits to help any Florida or Disney-loving fan make the most out of everything Disney. I started with the Disney for Brits YouTube channel and filled it with hints and tips to make your holiday magical. Then I became a Disney and Universal qualified travel agent to help you find the best holiday at the right price. And as I'm a learning machine, I've also trained with the world's greatest cruise lines, hotel chains, and much more, from Virgin to MSC, Cunard to Hilton. So don't spend hours looking, comparing, and searching for the very best holiday. Let me do all the hard work for you. Find me on Facebook and Insta at D4B Travel. That's the letter D, the number 4, the letter B, travel. All you non-Disney fans, and I know you exist, haven't been left out. Check out Ollie Travels, where my fox red cockapoo curates all the best non-Disney holidays out there. From cruises to all-inclusive, family value holidays to the most luxury holidays you can find. He finds them all. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook at Ollie Travels. Find out more about everything I do to help you at www.disneyforbrits.com. That's Disney, D I S N E Y, the number four, Brits. Dot com if you're a fan of disney pins and magical merchandise check out pin imagineers it's a haven for pin collectors and enthusiasts with bucket loads of information regular sales ops and giveaways and you're joining one of the quickest growing pin communities in the uk find them on facebook and instagram at pin dash I look forward to seeing you again on another podcast and can't wait to help you on any of my channels As our pal Mickey says, I'll see you real soon.